Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing? You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's geico.com. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow and endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. Is this a joke? <laughs> this is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Some people want to know why Marge Simpson is on the show today. Fritzy or oh. Doc Rivers. Oh, oh me, I miss you so much. Uh, it doesn't sound like Marge Simpson. Sounds like her sister. Yeah, it's more like her sister. Yeah. The, one, the, the ones that smoke. Yeah. And then Doc Rivers. I think you're more Doc Rivers today. I got to get these guys to play. They're not playing. (laughs) (laughs) They think they just show up and we get a win. It doesn't work like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, Fritzy's under the weather. Well, I don't know if you're under the weather. You just, your voice is under the weather. Yeah, just a a runny nose thing. Yeah, but you're going to be okay. I will be. Okay. All right, final hour coming up. Dan and the Danettes, uh, Dan Patrick Show. Fritzy, yesterday we we went to uh, uh, do a commercial for uh, Bass Pro Shops and uh, Cabela. And it's a new partner that we have. So we went to the store, and I rode with Fritzy. So as we're riding to do this commercial, there's no music on, and Fritzy starts talking. Now, it's, it's about a, a 12, 14-minute drive. Now, and I made it take longer because I went the wrong way. You did go the wrong way, just a little bit. But the point was, he started to run down every local news, female news anchor in the tri-state area. All of them. I have a crush on a few of them. I, nobody who is 50 years of age is walk, watching local news. Todd is, but he's only watching if there are beautiful women on there. That's true. You're not even listening to the news. 
I'm not sure who does the weather and who does the news and who does the sports or anything. So now he's sending me pictures because he wants to know if we can invite some of the local news anchors to my Christmas party. Because Carrie Lee Malin? It's the one. Yeah. So he wants to know if she can come to the party. There's also a Jen Bernstein and a Jamie Ratliff that I like. Yeah. So he's doing this the entire time as we're going. He's rattling off all of the... And then he's talking about ones who used to be there. This one went to Boston. This one went to Los Angeles. Erica Tarantel, Jennifer Lammers. Yeah, yeah. so he knows all about them. It's called stalking. Is that what it is? Yes, it's creepy. It is borderline stalking. But you don't know anything about the news. You just watch. I think you, do you watch with this sound down? I have no idea what's going on in the news. I know there's some kind of impeachment going on. (laughs) You're heard something about a controversial Peloton ad. So Carrie Lee Mayland, uh... Uh, we'll see if we can invite her That'll to the party. Fantastic! <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Pull that off. All righty. Yes, uh, Paulie. Dan, one of the top questions we get when we're on the road, I think the normal question I get, and I think the other Danettes is, is Fritzy for real? Is what we see of Fritzy on the air for real? Mm. And this proves that he doesn't just uh, talk about local news anchors that he's had crushes on for decades on the air. He does it when the camera's off with you in a car. Seton, well, I, I would say that what, what you see is what you get with Fritzy. Like that, that's just who Fritzy is. And I think for the most part, you guys are all, this is sort of who you are, which, which is, you know, I think what makes the show work because you're just being yourself. Um, you're not trying to be a character. I mean, Todd is, that's who Todd is. Todd's even more of, yeah, of if anything, this is a subdued <laughs> version of Todd. Yes. Yeah. If you were around us, like at a dinner or something, then, you know, there, you'd see a lot more, you'd hear a lot more Todd. And in, 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 in an entertaining way. I hope so. Yeah, it, it is. It very entertaining. You're different. There's nobody like you. Absolutely none. I uh, just saw this. Are you ready for Eli Manning to start for the New York Giants? Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, is in a boot, has a moderate high ankle sprain, and won't be ready to play Monday in Philadelphia. It will be Eli Manning as the starting quarterback perhaps for the remainder of the season. <laughs> Doesn't that make Monday night a lot more interesting with the Giants <laughs> and the Eagles? Whereas if Daniel Jones is playing, you go, all right. I mean, it's interesting if the Eagles lose, but now you have Eli in there and a chance to play. Yeah, Paulie? I got the Giants schedule here. They have the Eagles, Dolphins, Redskins, Eagles again. Wouldn't you love to see them, Eli Manning go 4-0 and and play well, I, that would be the best story to attend this. And then we would have that, who's the quarterback next year? Does Eli come back next year? Is he on another team next year? Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen or read anything, heard anything about Eli, if he's going to play again someplace else next year. Yes, McLovin? I think he wants to play. Yeah. I mean, the question is, would, would anyone want Eli Manning as a bridge quarterback? No. I mean, I would take Andy Dalton as a bridge quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there are other quarterbacks. Rivers? No. 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 Really? Yeah. I love Philip Rivers, but I, I don't think he's a starting quarterback. I think his arm strength is gone, and uh, he, he hasn't played well. And, th- and that team has talent. Um, you know, he hasn't played well. I, I don't look at a 38-year-old quarterback – Going to be thirty nine and go, boy. That's the if he had a, a decent arm, great because he plays. I mean, he he doesn't miss games, 
but I, I just don't see any arm strength, and I think that it's it's caught up with him. I mean, it it's like Drew Brees last year in the second half of the season. He looked like he was a 39-year-old quarterback. Tom Brady is looking like a 42-year-old quarterback right now. But with Phillip Rivers, you know, I don't have anything to fall back on like I do with Brees and Brady where they have done some great things. Phillip Rivers, I don't go, you know, but hey, he could recapture this or, you know, he could get healthier. No, I don't see that. And I would think the Chargers are going to move on from Philip Rivers. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Uh, McLovin's still getting roughed up from the uh, people in Utah because he had negative things to say about the Utah Utes. Well, they better show up on Friday night then if they're so great. Yeah, I'm on Team Oregon. I'm going to just tell that right now. Wow. <laughs> Those are my people in Oregon. Apparently Utah hates me. Well, you made them hate you. I've been to a game at University of Utah. It's lovely. It's very pretty. But, I mean, Dan, is the committee really going to pick Utah to be in the Final Four? I don't. It depends on what happens with Georgia. It depends on if Oklahoma wins big. Uh, if Utah wins, wins big. I, I have my doubts just because I look at the committee and think what they may, thinking, may be thinking is, boy, Oklahoma would be nice to put in here. Um. And and they might be deserving, but I, do, I just don't know if Utah is going to carry enough weight. Unless they blow out Oregon, let's say by 21. I I don't I feel like Oklahoma, if Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma's a nine-point favorite, Oklahoma would leapfrog Utah. Yeah, McLovin. Could Utah challenge the like an Ohio State? I I I mean, could they? Yes. Different style. In the Buckeyes I'm, I'm going to guess Ohio State would be, what, a, at least a two-touchdown favorite against Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor, any of these teams that would get in as that Final Four spot. You know, Georgia, they would probably be eight, nine-point favorite, something like that, maybe. LSU's only a touchdown favorite against Georgia. Clemson is a 28-point favorite against Virginia, and Ohio State, 18-point favorite against Wisconsin. But we have these conference championship games, and, and and I always maintain we don't need these. These are basically money grabs, and sometimes it screws up your team's chance for play, to be able to play in the Final Four. You know, Wisconsin beats Ohio State, Ohio State's still going to be in the Final Four, right? If LSU loses to Georgia, I think LSU is still in. If Clemson loses to Virginia as the number three team, as a 28-point favorite, they might drop out. Although Dabo Sweeney, you know, maintains that the committee doesn't like Clemson and doesn't want Clemson in there, I guess, because they're third in the rankings. Yeah, Paul. But if you're going to make the case for Utah, you could say that Oklahoma, in the second half of the season, they lost to Kansas State. They barely got by Iowa State. They barely got by Baylor. They barely got by TCU. And then they handled Oklahoma State. They haven't been crushing it in October and November. I agree. I, and you want that team that's on an uptick if you're the committee. With the uh, the current format started in 2014, the committee let Ohio State in. Remember the Ohio State Buckeyes beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing in the Big Ten title game? So they jumped ahead of Big 12 co-champs Baylor and TCU. All the teams that hope to get in need to make their last impression and make it a strong one. And that means there's no wiggle room for sportsmanship. No win is too big when a spot in the Final Four is on the line. And you're going to have that coming up you know, with these games this weekend. Yeah, McLevin. 
you know, some of for me, a lot of this, I want to see Justin Herbert as a pro prospect for Oregon. Have you asked your scout friends about what they're saying about him? Because this is a big game. It's a chance to prove that he's he's legit. I haven't had any intel with this. But I do want to ask, you know, a friend who's an NFL scout, it feels like Justin Herbert wants to show you that he has a strong arm. I mean, it's nice to have a strong arm. It's really, really nice when you connect with your passes. And it feels like, you know, maybe it's, I got this strong arm, I'm going to show you I have a strong arm. Instead of showing touch. Uh, you know, that would be my, my one concern because he has all the ingredients that you would want in a quarterback. It feels like that. But I don't know if, does he have that ability to have touch pass? Can he put it into a tight window? And he hasn't had big games here. You know, I'm looking for a big, like this is a moment where if I'm thinking of drafting him in the first round, I want to know what he's going to do on a big stage like this. I think that's really important. Another topic is uh, Tua. Should Tua go back to Alabama? And I, I'm surprised this is a question. He's going to fall a little bit. But if you get paid to rehab, let's say you, know, you still have this injury with your hip, I, I can't risk more injury here. I can't because if, if, I, if you go back to Alabama, what is the upside? You could be the number one pick. Okay. Uh, national title. All right. He's already won a national title. He's going to be a top 10 pick. And at worst, if the later you go, maybe the better opportunity you're going to have to succeed because you'll go to a better team than you will if you go to Miami or Cincinnati and they're going to expect you to be a savior. But Tua, go back to college. I, I surprised the questions being asked because it feels unless he goes, look, I owe it to Alabama or I want to go out on a win. I don't know what his mindset is. I think he's wired differently. Pretty humble kid. But if if I have a chance to go to the NFL and I'm going to be a top 10 pick, then I'm going. Yeah, McLeod. Also, it seems like this is a year to go next year. I know we always say this, but next year's got Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Yeah. So he's got a better chance. Because this year is kind of thinned out a little bit. But do you think he would be? Would he grade higher than either one of those? With those ankles, no. With, well, and the hip. Yeah, and the hip. Which, I I think he's going to fall farther than you and Paulie do. You don't you don't think he's a top ten pick? I think he falls below that. I think the health. It's just opinion. I have no idea. But the health. Don't you? Aren't you worried about the hip? I mean, they dislocated his hip. I know. How about we put the over under at eleven and a half? Tua eleven and a half. I just saw a mock draft today as a four. This makes me nervous. Okay, the loser has to wear an entire Alabama uniform. That's kind of cool, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. You'll do that? Cheerleading uniform. <laughs> oh, you thought Again. I meant a football. <laughs> talking to the wrong guy. That sounds pretty cool, too. Yeah, that, is, that is true. You guys wait, are male or female cheerleading? Female. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Yeah, I'm falling. But doesn't it seem like we're so far away from the draft that some other quarterback is going to pop up into that top 15 area that we may not even be talking about now or some guy is going to be treated differently? I don't know where Daniel Jones was last year at this time in December. I don't know. But I'd, I'd like to see where Daniel Jones was in a mock draft. I bet he wasn't top six. Oh, no, I don't think he was top six. Right. So, again, why would we think that there's not a Mitch Trubisky or a Daniel Jones? Because it seems like there there is not every year. Yeah, McLovin. Well, Chris Peterson quitting certainly means Jacob Eason's coming into the draft for Washington. He could be Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess. 
By the way, Daniel Jones, nobody, even in the NFL, did anyone have him at six other than the Giants? That's a no, but they, they still maintain that you know, there were other teams that had him that high, and that's why they took him at number six, which I don't believe that for a second. By the way, if you're taking over the Redskins job, how much pause do you give to Dwayne Haskins as your quarterback? Because you have an owner who said, we're, we're drafting Dwayne Haskins. Now you bring in a coach, and the coach is going to want his quarterback. Unless unless you already have a great quarterback in there, you know, I'd have some trepidation there where I'd go, okay, I'm I'm gonna take over the first of all, I wouldn't want the Washington job. Wouldn't want it. Not with that owner. And if I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins, then you're you're kind of getting in a situation where, you know, by the time you guys might get good, you might not be around. Uh but I don't know if they're sold on Dwayne Haskins. And if you're gonna go to Carolina Who's your quarterback going to be? Are you going to say, I want my own quarterback there? Uh, if you go, let's say the Chargers job is open. Do you go there? Does that mean Phillip Rivers is going to be your quarterback? So some of these jobs, you know, Dallas is a wonderful opportunity. I think Cleveland's a wonderful opportunity. Even though those jobs aren't open, they could be. And then you go in and you already have your quarterbacks there. But I do think if Cleveland is going to succeed and they want Baker Mayfield to succeed, I don't think you can still have Freddie Kitchens in that job. Dallas, the same way with Dak and Zeke and just their entire success, I don't, I don't think you can continue to do this with Jason Garrett. So almost if you're looking at this team taking the next step, that next step is probably firing your coach. All right, we'll take a break. We'll, uh, we'll talk to Peter Schrager of the NFL Network. By the way, Carolina finds, fires Ron Rivera. Old school. He's a guy who didn't embrace analytics. You're starting to see more and more teams embracing analytics. We'll talk to Peter Schrager about this. What, did, what does that mean in football with the analytics? Because the Ravens are all in on analytics. Uh, the Patriots all in on analytics. But uh, is this going for it on fourth down? Uh, is this throwing on first down? Like, what is, what's the data that we're seeing now? And you're seeing teams that are going to go with offensive-minded head coaches here, including Carolina. Take a break. 17 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Support for the Dan Patrick Show podcast comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home is so much more than a house. It's your own little slice of heaven. That's why when you find the perfect place for you and your family, getting a mortgage shouldn't get in the way. Imagine how it feels to have an award-winning team by our side through every step of this process. It's awesome. Exactly what you get with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Their team of mortgage experts obsessed with finding a better way, which means that their number one goal, make home buying process smoother for you. With industry-leading online lending technology developed in the heart of Detroit, Rocket Mortgage is changing the game. It's an award-winning client service and support every step of the way. Quicken Loans has helped millions of Americans achieve their dream of home ownership, and they're going to help you. Visit rocketmortgage.com slash Jan. Take the first step toward the home of your dreams. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Push button. Get mortgage. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow and endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. 
state-of-the-art minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Peter Schrager joining us on loan from the NFL Network. Good morning, football co-host. FoxSports.com uh, senior national writer. Good morning, football airs uh, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. What time do you get up to go into the studio for that? Uh, 4 a.m. You get up at 4. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. What time do you get to work? About 4.30. We start cranking on it. We have a meeting at 5. And then we start filling out the show, and then things will happen, trickling in. And then by 6 o'clock, we're getting makeup done. Oh, Very important. Yeah, and that and then, takes an hour. Yeah, and then by 7, we're on the air. Let's go. My guys get in around 8.50. That's cool. And then we start at 9, you know. <laughs> and they put in uh, a lot. Of, and that's just to get makeup on. You know, The, the extra 10 minutes is just <laughs> to get it. makeup on. All right, how surprising was it that Ron Rivera got fired? Not surprising that he got fired. I think surprising that it happened so abruptly. And I spoke to Ron yesterday after the news came out and he said as much that you know i i knew that we were trending that way but i didn't think i would be fired today but to the owner's credit his explanation to him was let's rip the band-aid off like you're not gonna be the coach next year instead of keeping you twisting in the wind week to week is he on the hot seat let's just end it you can gather your breath you can go and prepare yourself for your next interviews and we could start moving from here but uh very unprecedented stuff that like the Panthers brought him in today to have a press conference in their facility, and there's a whole, like, thank you, Ron thing. Almost felt like a retirement of sort. Um, unprecedented in that midseason firings don't usually go as seamlessly as that one went. But you have an owner, a hedge fund guy, who made $12 billion or something like that. Yeah. He's into analytics. Yep. It feels like, you know, the NFL has been fighting this a little bit. You know, baseball, even basketball, we're all in on analytics. Why has the NFL been reticent to embrace analytics? Rivera had his press conference today, and he says, you know, the analytics are great, and we all love the numbers and Moneyball and all this stuff. He goes, the analytics don't take into account weather, injuries. Like, he already was going, and I can imagine that conversation being had to a guy, David Tepper, who... He ran this Appaloosa hedge fund, which in 2007, when the market collapsed, 2008, with Lehman Brothers and all that, he basically doubled down and bought all in on the banks and made, you know, 150% on his investment. And like you said, at one point, $20 billion his hedge fund was trading here. This is a guy who at Goldman Sachs was Jim Cramer, Mad Money, was his mentor. Like he was the guy that Cramer went to for advice. So <laughs> he is like Michael Milken, like that era Wall Street and has always said, let's zig when everyone else is zagging so i think to him it's like no Let, that, let's hope it doesn't end like michael milk i know i'm sorry i went to yeah, a guy who yeah, ended differently yeah, yeah. but you know what i'm saying where yeah. it's one of these guys in the 80s was like a wall street tycoon but 90s 2000 so you know tepper is going to be an interesting one to deal with here because his whole thing is i'm not going to be a passive owner i didn't spend three billion dollars to watch from the back like i gave it two years we didn't go to the playoffs in either year 
Let's turn the page and let me hire my guy. He's not going to use a search firm. He's going to hire his own coach. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing when the owner says, I bought this and I'm invested both in the team and the community around it. Okay, give me an example of analytics in the NFL. I'll give it to you. We mentioned the Ravens going to commercial. So they've got a 25-year-old kid from Yale whose name is Daniel Stern. He sits up in the box next to Greg Roman, and in real time, he watches the TV copy of the game. So when it's fourth and short, he immediately, in recall, can say, okay, it's fourth and three. The odds of this being converted with what we have is 75%. The odds of what the rest of the league is doing on this, they have the data right there, is 64%. Now, in cold weather, it's like it's in real time. He tells Roman, Roman tells Harbaugh, the key is Harbaugh trusts those numbers. Harbaugh will listen to that and say, okay, if that's the numbers, let's go for it. Let's go for it on fourth and two. Daniel, the 25-year-old kid from Yale, and his team says it works. Let's go with it. A lot of times they have the numbers, and the 30-year NFL coach says, yeah, that's good, but I'm punting on fourth and three. Yeah, but wouldn't the defensive coordinator have these numbers? You'd think. You'd think, and you'd think every coach would have the bright kid from Yale or Harvard in his back pocket to rely on, and they have. I remember Dirk Cutter a couple years ago in Tampa in a production meeting went on this whole thing, how they have this guy who's their secret weapon, and I don't remember the Buccaneers making any big splashy third or fourth down conversion. It's one thing to hire the kid out of the Ivy League school who's the numbers wonk. It's another thing to trust him, and it's another thing to communicate openly about it. Yeah, like the Ravens appear to be ahead of everybody else. The Patriots, I believe, have bought into yep. analytics as well. But when you start to see, is this uh, throwing on first down? Is it going for it on fourth down? Like, it, it, are those are the analytics we're talking about. I think about? it's third and fourth down conversions are very important. I think when to punt, when to kick the field goal, when to go for it is important. And I think it's bringing in the new data. Like, you know, Chris Collinsworth and NBC has this PFF thing. And on Twitter, everyone, ah, PFF is garbage. Every team, mostly every team, pays a high price to have PFF's information on Monday mornings, and it's to see the stats that they might not get from the typical stat or box score. It's how's this guard blocking? How's this going? So I think it's the more information, the better. It's filtering through that and saying, okay, well, am I really going to make a football decision based on what some person calculated in an office in Cincinnati? I'm also wondering, we're talking to Peter Schrager from the NFL Network, Good Morning Football. Is somebody going to be able to come up with a defensive strategy not like the 46 defense, but yeah. but is somebody going to come up with something that will counteract what we're seeing with offenses? Yeah, especially you just want to say like Baltimore, right? And last year, Kansas City, with the stuff they were doing pre-snap and all that. I don't know. I don't know if it's always going to be on defense and you're just reacting to that. Now, for years, Belichick made his bones on, we're going to take away your best weapon. We're going to make you play left-handed. That's the statement they always say. And yet, Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, two mobile quarterbacks, and Cam Newton in his past – is undefeated against Belichick as well. Like those guys seem to have the edge. The question is the second time around playoffs, will Belichick now know, you know, here's the Rosetta stone. Here's how we stop it. Because the chargers played Lamar the second time around in the playoffs. And he completed three passes in the first three quarters. Yeah. And that's what I wonder about with the Patriots. It feels like the Patriots are playing the regular season. They are preparing for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I have to feel like every single week, there's something, there's an element to we're going to face the Ravens. Do they have the firepower, though, to score as much as them? I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Patriots this weekend. I think that one is another one where an offense comes in, and we heard about the boogeyman and this you know, Patriots defense. Mahomes and Andy Reid, they've been working throughout the bye week on an offense. I, I have very little confidence that this Patriots offense can score enough to keep up with the Ravens or the Chiefs right now. Do you think the Patriots lose in January? I do. I do. I don't know to who. I, 
It's a good question. Patriots are the field in the AFC. I would take the field right now. If they have home field advantage. That's a different story. It's really hard to win them. They own their last nine playoff games up there, but right now they don't have home field advantage. Okay, but let's say they do. Are you? If I gave you the Patriots or the field in the AFC. That's a great... I would probably take the Patriots if they're the one seed. Yeah. Any other seed, two through six, I'm taking the field. And, you know, Tom Brady was yelling at his wide receiver. He can't make them faster. No. He can't make them quicker, more athletic. You know, can't get them taller. Can't like, make them smarter. Yeah. Can't make them better. I think it was Deion Sanders who had a quote. What did he say? I think he said that he was guaranteeing that the Patriots are going to add some firepower <laughs> before the end of the regular season. That can only be Antonio Brown. the I could think of. And I know that, you know, from what I hear in New England, that decision wasn't across the board. Let's get rid of Antonio Brown. Felt like that came from top down. You saw when he was released and then he had this, I guess, an Instagram post. Again, I'm not on Instagram, but he had an Instagram post where he said, you know, all this love, I'm ready to come back, everything. And all the Patriots players liked it. I know. I, I don't think he was a disliked guy there for the 10 days he was there. And I get the feeling it might have been the best receiver Tom Brady's had since Randy Moss. But don't you think that Robert Kraft, given what he went through in the offseason, just sort of the perception of the Patriots, that he probably said, I can't allow this to happen. We, we've, we've taken on some guys. Yep. It's worked out, you know, in a lot of cases. But this, I have to draw a line because what he went through. I, 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 mean, I don't know if it's personal or if it's just the nature of the stuff that Antonio Brown was accused by by his accusers. Now, if the NFL clears him of that, and to Dion's point, they add some firepower, I think the only guy I could think of is Antonio Brown. If he's cleared of all of that and he clears his good name and is Kraft willing to say, okay, well, that extra ring and getting one more and for Tommy and doing all that stuff, if that's what he wants, I'll bend and break on this. Because they did already take him in. I mean, it's I not know. like he wasn't there once. And you start to look at, you know, you start to handicap these teams. And, you know, like Green Bay, I don't know how good Green Bay is. No idea. They could be 12 and 4, and I still don't know. Can that coach beat a coach in the playoffs? I don't know. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, it's quarterback and coaching when you get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas, if they get to the postseason. I, I vastly overrated Dallas. So I thought so Dallas I. was going to be great this year. So did I. And if they're home against, say, the 49ers or the Vikings in a playoff game, are you picking against them? Well, they couldn't beat Buffalo. I know, home. I know, and yet if they find their way in the playoffs and it's home and it's a Saturday night and it's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and the whole thing, like they beat the Seahawks in that situation last year. They were a better team last year. If you had to bet on who's going to be coaching the Cowboys next year, the field over no, Jason Garrett. No, no, no. I, no. I need a name. I don't give you the field here, Peter. If I gave you Lincoln Everyone Riley, says Lincoln Riley, Urban or, Meyer, yeah. Do you see Jerry Jones giving full control up to one of those guys? Because that's what I think it would take. I think he could give Lincoln Riley the job and still maintain his job titles. Jerry could. I don't think you'd do that with Urban Meyer. I don't think Urban would be keen on Jerry holding a press conference in the locker room after a game. I'm not big on firing coaches before they get fired because whether it was Chuck Pagano a few years ago and for a month everyone's like, well, he's out, and then he gets a job again. But there's a good chance that the Cowboys – the Redskins and the Giants have openings, and those are three like blue chip NFL franchises. Yeah. Are you taking the Dallas job over yeah. the Giants job? Yeah, yeah. Because I think because that team is ready to win now. The Giants aren't ready right. to win. In Washington, you, you know, you, you it, said it. Yeah, I mean, 
But if you go in, these jobs are predicated with the quarterback you have there. Absolutely. Like Washington, I wouldn't take right now. Because yeah. I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is a starting quarterback. Yeah. I, I just don't know that. I mean, he could turn out to be all pro. Daniel Jones, I've seen glimpses. Sure. Um, glimpses, though. I And this thought that, you know, after a win over Tampa Bay, that he was suddenly the next Like, he's been brought down to earth real quick. What happens if Eli plays well the rest of the, the, Isn't it rest of the regular season? He's got a contract for next year. I know. Beloved, I know. <laughs> I don't it, think you can go back to Eli, it, but like, I think he's beliked, not beloved. Yeah, I think I think when the Geno Smith thing happened with McAdoo, like that's yeah. when the fans were outraged. How can you take out Eli? This time around, it was like, <laughs> all right, you take out Eli. Uh, that the Cowboys' job deal is such a loaded question because you have to consider the owner, and it's such a rare situation. And Jason Garrett has been so. Willing to work in that scenario and willing to work to be the coach of the Cowboys. Not every coach wants to walk into that. Yeah. Well, would you rather take the Cleveland job or the Dallas job? I would rather take the Dallas job than the Cleveland job. Okay. I feel like the, 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 the Dallas job is still a premier job in the sports world, as is the Giants job. I'm not sure the Cleveland head coaching job, which 30 different people have done that in the last 10 years, is necessarily that same pedigree. If it was the Giants or the Cowboys? I would think long and hard about that. If you can win in New York, there, there's something special to that, too. And this and this fan base is thirsty for it as well. Yeah, but you can be beloved in New York. You can be if iconic in Dallas. Dallas, it's, it's nationally. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's a little bit different. We were also talking about, you know, Justin Herbert to Atonga Bailoa, you know, this whole quarterback draft coming up. And then you got the following year with Justin Fields and you have Trevor Lawrence here. So you have these teams that are going to be sort of jockeying for position with these quarterbacks here. I'm trying to figure out this year's batch of quarterbacks. And it's and it's I'm also looking at the teams at the top of the draft. So the Bengals you'd think, all right, the move on from Andy Dalton and Ryan Finley didn't really light it up and you'd think they'd go quarterback, but this Chase Young might be a once in generation player. So if you've got the once in generation defensive end who's a pass rusher like maybe you take him and wait another year and consider those guys. After that, Tua, what's his health going to be like? Herbert, you mentioned it. Big games hasn't exactly lit up the national audience. You know, the kid Eason out of Washington, the Utah State kid. I don't know if there is that Sam Darnold, you know, Baker Mayfield, Andrew Luck. These guys are slam dunk winners at the college game that we need to have as our number one guy. Are we missing out on is there a a Lamar Jackson Hmm. style of player? Because it feels like that's the new NFL. Is Jalen Hurts that guy? I don't know. You know, in in the last two quarterbacks that came out of that Oklahoma system have gone number one overall, Baker and Kyler Murray, who, for all the Lamar and Deshaun Watson, when Kyler Murray was healthy earlier this season, he was doing things that no one else in the league was doing. He's a special product, too. I don't know if that guy's here. I would say Tua was that guy, and people were as fascinated with Tua, but coming off an injury, I don't know if I can draft a quarterback with a hip injury and number one overall, having not seen him, especially after Sam Bradford and what that, you know, kind of led to. What is what's the thing that's missing with the Rams this year? It's too easy to say like the offensive line. It doesn't make sense. I, they've lost something, and I'm very close with the guys who both run that team and the head coach on that team. And every time they lose, it's like we're going to get it back on the set. And like they still believe they're at seven and five that they could still make a run this year. So what is missing with them? There's I think certainly they're a spark. in trouble. I think they're in trouble in the near future. Hey, they that, have no they, they no salary cap money no draft no picks, draft picks and a quarterback who yeah threw 400 yards against Arizona but 
on Monday Night Football against the Ravens looked like he was the 55th best quarterback in the but league. But if you said right now to the Rams that if you didn't give him this contract extension, let, let's say there was still that question mark, like the Cowboys have sure. with Dak Prescott, would the Rams extend Jared Goff after this season? It's really difficult to say yes. It's really difficult to say yes. And yet they would point to he's 24 years old. He's been to a Super Bowl. He beat the Saints in New Orleans last year. And they beat Drew Brees when they went face-to-face. And he does have those games where he'll throw 400 yards or the game in Seattle that they lost on a Thursday night where they're backed up on the one-yard line and he leads them right into field goal range that they could have won. Um, they're still positive on Jared Goff. I think their argument about their roster is that Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in football. He's on our team. Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in football. He's on our team. And Jared Goff's a great quarterback under the age of 25. And, oh, yeah, our coach is 33 years old and is locked up for the foreseeable future. We'll roll with that. Yeah. It says it sounds great on the Dan Patrick show. Or no, it looks great on paper. I don't think it. I don't think it's going to turn. Doesn't out look well. good when you lose forty-five to six. Do you think that Philip Rivers is the quarterback with the Chargers next year? That's going to be a long conversation from both Phillips' side and the Chargers' side. They are opening a stadium next year. I don't know if you can go in with a journeyman quarterback. What if you went in with Cam Newton? <laughs> That's certainly interesting. Certainly interesting. I think Philip not. Extending his contract before this year tells me a lot. The fact he still lives in San Diego tells me a lot. The fact he's from the American South, I wonder if there's another chapter in his career with one of these teams. I thought that Tyrod Taylor was going to play. I, I thought they were going to put him in. There was whispers of it. Still not too late. I, I thought that they were going to put him in. But if I said you could have Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater? I'd probably go Cam. The ceiling is still... Still so great. And I know Teddy was amazing this year. But yeah, but he just had foot he's having foot surgery, shoulder surgery. At the same price, I'd go Cam. If you're telling me I can get Bridgewater for twelve million and Cam for twenty five million, I'd go Bridgewater. I think the quarterback salaries matter so much. These teams that are making these runs are all the teams that have quarterbacks on these rookie deals. And then once they give them the big deal, you're in Matt Stafford, Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo territory where you're like, you better nail every draft pick. If we didn't know Kirk Cousins' salary, how would we react to Kirk Cousins' season? Great quarterback. And what kills me about the Cousins' salary, he's making, what, $29 million right now? It's not even in like the top five. Like Carson Wentz is blowing him out of the water. Jared Goff is blowing him out of the water. And yet we still talk about, you can't pay Kirk Cousins all this money. It evolves so quickly. Garoppolo is like an economical decision. When he was given that deal... But he, was, got, he was the first guaranteed He was the first guy. guaranteed one, Cousins, I know. But they're going to use that as a precedent now. And guess what? After next year, he's a free agent again. I know. So he'll double dip like LeBron did. Like, I'll get back at that apple. I remember when a source told me that, you know, Cousins is going to get a guaranteed deal. And I go, well, how much is going to be guaranteed? All of it. And I went, oh, my God. Like, he, he's got to be really good. Would you say the Vikings are upset with their investment with him right now as we go into this? And I know. No. No, right? Like, no. They're in every game. They're... I, I, I I think he's I think he's good. The Vikings have to win a game when he doesn't play well. It's a great point. When, when they lose, you know, it, it's always based on him. You know, uh, the Chiefs won a game this past weekend, and Mahomes, Mahomes didn't, didn't play throw well. A yeah, and you got to have a game like that in the season, maybe in the playoffs. Where remember the Colts defense would pick up Peyton Manning in the postseason. Absolutely, you'd get a huge play from Bob Sanders. Yes. And Mar- you know, Marlon Marlon Jackson. I. With Cousins, Monday night, you look at the box score and you say 37 to 30. Cousins couldn't get it done again. He's 0 and 8 on Monday night football. They had a fake punt against them. They missed an extra point. They muffed a kickoff. Like Stefan Diggs dropped balls. They had no feeling, no cook. Like 
That's what I look at. And I hope I'm not looking like a cousin's apologist because I know sometimes these quarterbacks just take them on their back, but there's only so much one guy can do. Yeah, he's never going to win anybody over until he wins a big game. I know, and the Washington fans were happy to see him go, a lot of them, because he lost every big game they had. Did you get misty-eyed when you met Adam Sandler earlier? It's pretty cool. Yeah. Got to realize. I go, like, I, I know you guys are friends with Sandler. I am a fanboy of Sandler, yeah. an unabashed one. I go back to listening to Tollbooth Willie on the, <laughs> on the CDs. So, I listened to that the other day. Yeah, they, that was probably the most G-rated we can talk about Oh, on my God. It was one of those where I, I was reminded of that. The Excited Southerner. These were bits that he would do on albums that were very not 2019 and yet very popular when I was a kid. <laughs> Tollbooth Willie is so good. Wasn't it Worcester Mass? Worcester. Worcester Welcome Mass. to Worcester. And I'm real fanboy. <laughs> I can tell. You've been working on that impression there. It was pretty cool. Hey, uh, thanks for stopping by as always. You guys are the best. Thank you so we much. We appreciate that. We're better than Good Morning Football? Yeah, you're good. You're not better than, I mean, yeah, different show. Well, you're great. I can't say you're better than the show I work on every day. I love those people. We're all. I mean, you can love them, but is this a better show? This this show's probably got a better pedigree. (laughs) I mean, the fan base is really nice. You can uh, see more of Peter Monday through Friday. Good morning, football. See, that's that's what journalists do. I'm just asking you a tough question. I love coming on here. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. We'll come back. We'll close up shop after this. Attention all you hoopers out there. If you're like me and you like to play basketball or keep active, I got to tell you about Theragun. Theragun is a handheld, battery-operated, professional-grade percussive therapy device that helps alleviate pain, improve mobility, and enhance performance. The Theragun is easy-to-use handheld device that helps to relieve tension and increase blood flow. Theragun percussive therapy is unlike any massage device you've ever tried. Designed by a chiropractor, it's therapeutic for all body types. It can treat every part of the body. I use it to help with my hip. It's triangle design that allows you to grip it multiple ways so you don't have to strain to target each area. Now, I'll tell you some of the benefits. It's relief from muscle tension, soreness, stiffness, and knots. It increases blood flow, improves range of motion, flexibility, accelerates recovery, activates muscles, improves muscle coordination. It's great to enhance performance and avoid injury. It's body energizing. Right now, you can use the promo code DPSHOW10. That's D-P-S-H-O-W-10, and you get two free attachments with purchase. It's great. Theragun, if you like to stay active, you'll love it. Again, promo code DPSHOW10 with two free attachments. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Why wait to live your best life? Stop letting fibroids and endometriosis take over. Right now, thousands of women who have visited the specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care at InnovativeGYN.com are saying the same thing. I shouldn't have waited. Waiting to treat a GYN condition can prolong the symptoms and often make them worse. Fibroids will grow, endometriosis will spread. If you ignore a GYN condition, you can also risk anemia from increased blood loss. Why are you waiting? The CIGC difference is our training and our techniques. State-of-the-art, minimally invasive procedures are performed as same-day outpatient surgeries. Recovery from the exclusive CIGC procedures is just days. Innovative techniques, superior results. That's the CIGC difference. 
Book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Make sure you check out the DP store just in time for the holidays. Yes, we have some calendars. I reordered calendars just in time for the holidays. Yes, he. If there was an official band of analytics, it would be Rush. Don't they seem like analytical rock? It feels like their drummer, Neil Peart, would be into analytics. Hmm. I'm thinking about this one because I, I know what you're saying. They're very... Technically great band. They play their instruments fantastically. They're sort of math rock. I would, you know, I, here's the band, Steely Dan. Steely Dan would be into analytics mm. because when you see them in concert, it's, it, you just put on an album. They sound the same. They well, sound great, but it's like they're, you're playing an, an album. I think that's fair because I've seen Rush a bunch in concert and they, they give you, exa- they don't do like a Calypso version of Tom Sawyer. They give you <laughs> exactly what you paid for. They don't go off script. Yes, McLovin. Remember at the end of Revenge of the Nerds when the Trilams rock out with the violin? That's the band for analytics. Mm. You've never seen Revenge of the Nerds, have you? I can tell by your face. I don't know. Gosh. Was there like a Carradine in there? Yes, David Carradine, I think. David Carradine? Anthony Edwards, not the basketball prospect. Oh, okay. Uh, So the DP store, you can get T-shirts there. You can get a lot of great stuff. And uh, you can also get one of the calendars as well. DP, DanPatrick.com or the uh, Dan Patrick Show app. Uh, Chris in Atlanta joins us. Hi, Chris. What do you have for me today? Hey, 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 Chris. I wanted to say one thing that no one is really pointing out is that the guy in the State Farm commercial is a total ripoff of David Putty from Seinfeld. He, he, I mean, he even kind of looks like him. And if they don't make you want to buy his insurance, they make you want to go with another carrier. Yeah, but and he's not the insurance guy. He's Aaron Rodgers' agent. So thank you, Chris. Yeah, that bothers me that Aaron Rodgers would have an agent who was not very good. This isn't an indictment on State Farm. It's an indictment on Aaron Rodgers with that guy as his agent. Because why would he have a bad agent? Yeah, I don't understand that. Where the guy's a doofus, and but Aaron Rodgers is going to have him as his agent. Got a pretty sweet house in that. Uh, oh, he does. Commercial though, yeah, nice cribbage. The former Browns lineman uh, Joe Thomas will join us on the program tomorrow. Did we give a cup of water to Peter Schrager that Adam Sandler was drinking out of, um, or did Peter Schrager request the cup <laughs> that Adam Sandler was drinking? I don't think we replaced Adam's unused cup of water when Peter Schrager. And we just gave show. him his. Okay. Well, Schrager's ah, fine. I wonder how many times we've done that I over the years. I just thought of that. Because we only have one DP show cup in here. And I sometimes we wash it out, I think. Do we? I don't know. I feel bad now. Mm. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul, what do you have for me? I do remember we had Carmelo Anthony in studio, and he drank half his water bottle, and one of the crew members kept it because they were a Carmelo Anthony fan. No names. What? True story. Yeah, really? Carmelo Anthony drank half a bottle of water, and one of our crew guys who's no longer with us is a big fan of Carmelo. He goes, I'm, I'm taking this. 
amongst the reasons he's not here. Oh, I think I know. Okay. Yeah, you do. All right. right, 1997, NBA suspended Latrell Sprewell of the Golden State Warriors for one entire season for choking and threatening to kill his coach, P.J. Colissimo. That was frowned upon. That was such a big story. God, that was huge. Huge. Imagine if you had video of something like that, social media back then. Uh, Bernard King, the great New York Nick, uh, 63 today. Do you have anything else, Paul? Yeah, 1997, John Elway was over 3,000 yards for the season. It was his 12th consecutive season to pass for over 3,000 yards. That was a big deal, wasn't it, Todd? I love that. Thank you, Todd. This Day in Sports History brought to you by Continental Tire. Proud to be the exclusive tire of the Dan Patrick Show. No matter where you drive, what you drive, how you drive, we have a tire for you. McLovin, what did you learn today? I learned that Sandman kind of wants to win the Oscar. Yeah. That it would be fun. Yeah. Todd? Jerry Jones says Jason Garrett will be an NFL head coach next season. All right. Uh, Doc Rivers. What, you learned as Doc Rivers? No, no, I was oh. just going to have you. We got it. Never mind. We got to play together. No, no, no. We got to play four quarters. No, never mind. Never, never mind. We're mailing it in this week. Seton? I learned Nicole Kidman couldn't stand you. I know. <laughs> According to Sandler. Paulie? Fritzy's not sick at all. What we learned brought to you by True Car. When you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. A lot of fun here in New York. My thanks to everybody who makes this possible every single day. Folks here in New York, also in Milford and Los Angeles as well. We're going to do it again tomorrow. We're going to do it till we get it right. Have yourself a great day. What's up, Brian Deegan here. I'm excited to bring you our podcast, The Deegans, that will be every Wednesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. We'll be covering many subjects such as racing, family, how we stay together, how we thrive as a family. So I think it's exciting. We're going to cover all those subjects and many more. Be sure you guys check out our new podcast, The Deegans, airing every Wednesday on Podcast One and on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.